And welcome to The Wonderland, folks. 20 minutes of your life that you'll never get back unless you present one of our special Wonderland time return vouchers at the hospital or palliative care facility of your choice just before you're due to move on from this astral plane to the next. And that will be entered into the system to be credited to your account at some point in the future. So, you know, make a note of that. Anyway, you're here now, and that's what's important, for me at least, and it's great to have your company on this, the 59th episode of The Wonderland. I'm Jeff Healy, I'm a singer, songwriter, comedian, coffee aficionado, vinyl LP enthusiast and contemplator of life, and by way of explanation, The Wonderland is a trip through my personal perceptions of all sorts of things for your amusement and dancing pleasure with a little bit of new music thrown in for a bit of variety. Anyway, to get the ball rolling today, I'd like to mention three words which are occasionally related, although not usually used all at the same time. Entertainment, bloodshed and shopping. Not related, that is, until now. In addition to that, I've once again been strongly reminded of how innovative and, well, I have to say, quite brilliant the Swiss seem to be at developing new multi-purpose concepts for the benefit of the general public. Anyway, look, in order for me to explain all of this properly, let's brace ourselves as we once again willingly suspend disbelief in the hallowed halls of theory time. Yo. You can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to Theory Time. Now, shopping centres around the world have for a long time now been aware of the value of offering not just a large and attractive range of quality stores and comfortable shopping environments, but sometimes also different types of live entertainment. You know, for customers and their families to keep them amused when they're out buying stuff, with a view to creating a buzz in the community at large, keeping shoppers in the shopping centres as long as possible, and of course getting repeat business. A few months ago I was driving through Switzerland on the Autobahn on my way from Austria to Germany when I passed a very large shopping centre, rather curiously named Shopping Arena. Hmm. So. Immediately, of course, it dawned on me what was obviously going on there. And so, at the risk of jumping the gun, I'm venturing my opinion that these entrepreneurial shopping centre owners are about to introduce a new and totally unique concept designed to have people flooding into the shopping centre like never before. So, here's the deal. The shopping centre clearly features some kind of, I don't know, purpose-built arena. Okay, I mean, hence the name. So design-wise, it would be much like the Roman Colosseums of old, in which Saturday afternoon family entertainment featured gladiators and Christians and lions fighting it out to the death for the understandable delight of the paying customers in the stands. Now, of course, we've come a long way as a society since those times. And there wouldn't be any gladiators or lions or Christians involved because, you know, that would obviously be barbaric and deemed unacceptable by everyone concerned. 
But, you know, given the high ratings of those TV shows in which men and women in bathing suits try to knock each other off floating pylons with inflatable, brightly coloured bats, I reckon that some of our brilliant shopping centre proprietors are essentially taking entertainment to a gladiatorial level as well, but tailoring it to suit today's average Saturday afternoon suburban family shopping trip. So let me explain how I think all of this is going to work. Now, there'd obviously be a small charge for entry to the arena for this entertainment spectacle, which would consist of a series of simple contests between shoppers throughout the afternoon. You know, and they'd be cheered on by the enthusiastic crowd, just like those good old days in the Roman Colosseums. Now, the contestants themselves would be, I don't know, randomly selected, possibly on a voluntary basis, by a friendly team of roving shopping centre promotional staff, and they're offering willing contestants free vouchers for considerable discounts in some of the major stores as an initial incentive. Of course, you know, there'd be no clubs or swords involved, but in a delightfully appropriate twist, the shoppers in the ring would instead wield their own shopping bags as weapons, which would contain goods that they themselves had purchased in the shopping centre that very same day. In the interest of fairness, though, you wouldn't have an 11-year-old shopper with bags full of potato chips and plastic straws and popcorn coming up against a burly male shopper with a bag full of newly purchased power tools. No, that just wouldn't be fair. And so there'd have to be a carefully controlled selection process determining who was going to fight who with what. For example, the woman with the bag full of electrical goods would obviously be much more fairly pitted against a shopper with a bag full of something like, I don't know, kitchen accessories. You know, something slightly heavy with a bit of an edge. Now, I should point out that each of the shoppers entering the arena and going into battle would be required to sign legally watertight release forms and enter these gladiatorial duels entirely on a voluntary, at-your-own-risk basis. Obviously, for the winners of each event, there'd be huge cash prizes, more discount vouchers, and a complimentary ambulance if required. Whilst for the losers, free aftermatch transportation to the morgue of their choice, and all funeral and memorial service expenses covered. Now, if that's not a brave new world of shopping and entertainment, I'd like to know what is. This is what I know. Yes, that was our slightly alarming edition of Theory Time for this week. And I reckon that we now need a little bit of a mental palate cleanser, if you like. So we're going to slide right into our next regular segment, which of course is Song of the Day. Now today we're going to take a potential trip down memory lane as I introduce to you a song that you might have actually heard before. This is a song by Jamaican reggae singer Junior Mervyn. It's also been covered by The Clash and also by Dave Grohl. And this latest version is from one of our Wonderland-approved artists, namely Loftus. So we're going to take a bit of a listen. And here it is, Police and Thieves. Show. 
Police and Thieves. That's a new reimagining of the song from Lofthus, and I would highly recommend that you check out the video of the song too, which you can find on YouTube and Instagram. And now we're going to take a trip to what I like to think of as the Wonderland Conversation Pit as we bravely descend into the quagmire that is Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. So Kev, how's it going bud? It's going really good Jeff. That's good, Kevin. You sound a little vexed. Why are you vexed? You I'm sound not, vexed. I can I'm tell when you're vexed, vexed I Kevin. Wanna, I just want to do all the right things right now. I want to make sure that everything's perfect. Oh, that's no fun. Anyway, speaking of names, Kevin, because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about names. Yes. No, we were talking about names last segment. We we're talking about the strange names that places have over here in Europe that make us laugh as English-speaking types. And the other day, I was thinking about food and some of the weird names that people give different types of food. You know what I mean, right? Calamari. You know. That's weird. Yeah, spaghetti. It's it's weird. Why well, spaghetti. It there's I... nothing funny about spaghetti, Jeff. Well, there could be if you decided you wanted something to be funny about it. There it is. No, Kev, I'm talking specifically about buffalo wings. Buffalo right? wings. Well, that brings a little smile to my face for some reason. Does that mean well, they're really spicy? You... What does that mean? Well, no, I think what it means is that they're big. They're big chicken wings and they think a buffalo is bigger than a chicken. Really. <laughs> No kidding. That'll make sense. Seriously, I mean, I'm like, what? What? It is weird. And so I thought, okay, if you're going to give something a name like Buffalo Wings, then I'm going to open a restaurant and I'm going to be selling rhinoceros thighs. What do you think about that? Well, that's good. Right? It's not too bad. Yeah. It's not bad, Kev. Now, can you think of any anything else we can do? What else can we put on the menu that will wet people's appetites? And when I say appetites, I mean appetites for information oh my god you're putting me on the spot here um well that's my job that's the whole idea isn't it jeff make me feel make me squirm (laughs) make me feel like the little kev that i am oh kevin you're (laughs) digging that up again (laughs) i i know i'm getting really small in my seat while i'm trying to think of something funny to say about food i don't know uh emu ears Emu ears. Yeah, that could be good. That could you be know, good. No, I don't no. know. Some kind of clam. Call it emu ears. Anyway, folks, we're going to let you talk about that. And if you've got a suggestion, a thought, and you think, oh, wow, that'd be good for for uh, Big Jeff and Kev or Good Times, um, I'll send it to them and they can talk about it. There you Do go. that, folks. Please send it in to us. Let us know. Kevin... I want to tell you something else, completely different, okay? okay. Can I change tack now? Yeah, please, please. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like sweating in my in my tiny little chair. Yeah, you would be. You would be, and that's that makes me very happy. I have adopted, yeah. Kevin, a new personal catchphrase. You didn't know that, did you? Okay. I, th- I thought you adopted like a, like a new personal way of going through life, Jeff, you know, like making it easy for yourself. And I reckon that this will serve as like an all-purpose justification for me to do anything that I choose to do. At all. Jeez, man, that sounds like a like a get out of jail free card or something. It pretty much, pretty yeah. much. And it's this. You ready? You ready, Kevin? It's I'm this. Squirming again, feeling very small. Okay. <laughs> all right. I want you to ask me. Let's say we're in a situation where I've done something shocking, unexpected, okay. not necessarily good, but not necessarily bad. Could be anything. So you see me do this, and then you come up to me and you say, Jeff, why did you do that? So you say that. Okay, I'm just imagining you doing something, right? And then, okay, okay just and give me a second. Yeah, so... Okay, second of silence. Okay. All right. Jeff, why are you doing that? Kevin, I've done this for the greater good. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah, now, see, to me... No, but look, let me explain, Kev. You see, to me, that phrase sounds quite formal and serious and sort of indicates that there's a, I don't know, a long-winded explanation behind it that the other person really doesn't want to hear. Right. Right? They're going to get it anyway? Well, is that what you mean? The point is, they're going to think that I sound intelligent and committed and, and I think you'll find, Kev, that most people are happy with that. But that also raises the question of the word committed... And my question to you, Kevin, at this time, is this. It's pretty interesting, let me tell you. Can you, or anyone for that matter, be like, I don't know, kind of committed to something? Or, or is that, you know, like being kind of pregnant? Oh. Mm, tricky yeah, one. Yes. that's a good one. It's pretty deep, isn't that's it? That's a good one. Can you be kind of it, committed? I don't know, man. No, you have to be... You have to be wholehearted. Committed is like you're in. There's no like you're tur- you put the on switch on and you can't turn it off. That's it. That's committed. Mm, you can't be kind of driving either, can you? Are you driving? And uh, kind of. What does that mean? No, you're driving. No. You're just driving, Jeff. You That's don't it. want to be with someone who's kind of driving, do you? No, I don't. No. 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 So pilot is kind else? of flying. Um, well. Yeah, there's just one other small thing I'd like to bring up, Kevin. The only slight hitch is that I can't actually remember what it is. So uh, I'll have a bit of a think about it, and uh, I guess I'll tell you next week. (laughs) That's beautiful, Jeff. This is the best segment we've ever had. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. And yes, that's it for this week's edition of Good Times. And we will, of course, be back with more carefully improvised stupidity in two weeks' time. So stay tuned for that. Now, I've got a thought. And I think it's a thought that I need to share with all of you right here, right now, before it vanishes. As these things sometimes do. And what better place to do that than... Jeff's Thought of the Day. I was thinking about something Welcome to Thought of the Day. Now, it used to be pretty common for older people to routinely tell younger people that life was much harder back in their day and that everything these days is so much easier. Well, I'd like to suggest that the opposite is actually true, that life now is possibly more difficult, challenging and tougher than it's ever been, and that we may need to start thinking a bit differently about this. One outdated metric of what constitutes a successful society, of course, is that of choice, an abundance of which has always been thought of as a good thing, right? Well, I don't think there's any doubt that we now have a lot more choice from pretty much every area of life than we've ever had before. And what's interesting to me is that it seems that the older one gets, the less attractive more choice becomes. And actually, you know, I don't know whether it's got more to do with being older as it does with our brain's capacity to handle overload in general, but it seems that when it comes to, say, shopping, more ends up somehow being less. In other words, if I walk into a store of any kind and it's got heaps and heaps and heaps of stuff to choose from, the experience seems automatically devalued and it's extremely likely that I will turn around and walk right out again. Now, does that make me weird? Maybe, but probably not. One thing I'm going to say for the past is that quite often, when you only had the choice between this, this and this, 
life was a hell of a lot easier in general. Now, I can't say it was necessarily better because that's subjective anyway, but it was less complicated and that made things easier to deal with. I think these days there's a misconception that things like social media and the internet and new technology and having a zillion types of audiovisual entertainment at our fingertips has somehow made life easier for everybody, but it hasn't. It's made life more difficult. And as for the idea that the younger generation don't know how lucky they are, well, I actually think the opposite's true. Here's the thing. Life is absolutely more full of clever, shiny things than it ever has been. That's for sure. But it seems to me that more isn't necessarily better, that not all progress is helpful, and that just because something looks good doesn't necessarily mean it is. Now, I actually think that people growing up now have, ironically, a far more difficult time with navigating life generally than people who grew up, say, back in the 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is that if you're an older person and you find yourself getting pissed off with the attitudes of generations X, Y or Z or whatever you want to call them, just remember they're up against it because in a lot of ways the world is actually a far more complicated place to grow up now than it ever was before. In conclusion, it would be more appropriate for kids and teenagers and young adults to now say to their parents something like, Life is tougher now. You guys were lucky. You had it easy back in your day. And I reckon they'd be right. I think I think it was the thought of the day. And on that unusually serious note, we wave farewell to thought of the day for another week. And if I'm not gravely mistaken, we are once again at the end of another episode. Thanks for joining me today, folks. And thanks again also to my good buddy, Kevin Owen McDonald, for being half of our semi-regular Good Times segment. And if you like the cut of the Wonderland jib, please remember to subscribe to or follow the show. Meanwhile, take care of yourselves until next Friday, when I will be back armed to the back teeth with more unmissable perspective, weirdness, wisdom, opinion and nonsense. Right here on The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Wonderland.